We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Uh, So today, we're going to be diving into some ancient language discussion. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, from the book of Exodus. So if you want to open up, you can go to Exodus chapter 3, verses 2 through 4. And the question that was sent in is, what original language is used there for the angel of the Lord, Lord, and God? Are they all the same, or were there a host of beings in the flame? All right, why don't you read uh, the text there? You're reading the ESV, right? I am. Exodus 3, 1 through 4. All right. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Oreb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, he said, here I am. All right. Now, this is a very interesting passage because um, it is not the first, but it is one of uh, numerous passages in the Hebrew Bible where uh, this figure is mentioned, um, and he seems to be called by some different names. Mm -hmm. Here in, uh, is it verse 2, he's called the angel of the Lord, literally the angel of Yahweh. Mm. The word Lord there is Yahweh, the personal name of God. Yeah. And in Exodus 3.14, he reveals the meaning of it. Go ahead and read that for us. Uh, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. All right. I am is pronounced ehye, and hmm. that is the first person singular of the verb to be, I am. You know, okay. like in our, I am, you are, he, she, it is, we yeah. are, they are. And it's simply a verb of existence. Usually in the Old Testament, um, the the divine name that's revealed there is used in the third person. It's, it's he is. When God says, okay. I am, and when we talk about God, He is. He is. <clears throat> okay. So Yahweh yeah. is the third person singular of the verb to be. He is, or He exists. Okay. So His name is actually Yahweh. Now, interesting here in this passage, He's called um, Malaak Yahweh, which is the messenger of Yahweh, the angel of Yahweh. Okay. The word Malaak simply means messenger or angel. Sometimes it refers to a human messenger. 
Sometimes it refers to a divine messenger. But this particular phraseology, Malaak Yahweh, seems to be a little more serious than your run-of-the-mill angel. Okay. Um, another example of this, if you go back to the book of Genesis. Okay. I'm going to hold my spot there in Exodus 3. And we'll go to Genesis uh, chapter 23, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be down here at verse... See if I can find it. Verse 6, if you'll read that. Verse 6 and maybe verse 7. Okay. Uh, Hear us, my Lord. You are a prince of God among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our tombs. None of us will withhold from from you his tomb to hinder you from burying your dead. Wait a minute. It's in in 24. I'm sorry. It's 24 um, verse 7. 24-7. 24-7. He's going out of ancient languages over here, so... It's hard to see I'll, the chapter. Yeah, I'll forgive him, because <laughs> I can't read an ounce of that. Yeah. All right, 24, verse 7. Uh, the Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, to your offspring I will give you this land, he will send his angel before you, and shall take, and you shall take a wife... For my son from there. All right. Now notice in the beginning of the the um, verse, he mentions mm-hmm. Yahweh. The Lord. The, the God of heaven. Mm-hmm. And the word for God there is Elohim. And then if you go down to the, um, to the latter part, he will send his angel. Mm-hmm. This is Malaaki. Malaaki. Okay. His messenger. But his messenger was guiding the way of Abraham's servant to find this this uh, wife. Right. I mean, uh, for uh, uh, his son, for Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. And uh, so you have here his angel, his messenger. Okay. And yours probably says his angel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you um, have Yahweh sending the Malaak. The Malaak, his angel. Okay, his angel. <clears throat> now, back in the Exodus passage, in Exodus 3, yeah. um, he starts out saying that the Malaak Yahweh, the, the messenger or angel of the Lord, appeared to him in the bush. Right. But then if you go down to verse 4, what does he say? Then it says, the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see God called to him out of the bush. All right, so now God, which is Elohim, uh-huh. calls to him out of the bush. Now we want to ask, well, was it the angel of the Lord that appeared to him in the bush, or now is it God that's in the bush? So there at the beginning of the verse when it says the Lord saw, is that Yahweh saw? Yes. Okay. So, was but, but God, the Elohim, is in the bush, and God yeah. seems to be equivalent to the angel of the Lord in, ah. in the first part there. So could the angel of the Lord be more than just an angel of the Lord? Like he yes. sent someone, it could be a little deeper. Yes, that's where I'm headed with ah, this. Ah, I see. If, if you'll go over to Exodus chapter 14. Okay. <clears throat> here he's called the angel of God. Now, Exodus 14 verse 19. This is when Pharaoh... Mm-hmm. has told the Israelites they can go, and then he changes his mind, and he's chasing them 
trying to overtake them. Yeah. And they're faced with the Red Sea, and Pharaoh's army is creeping up on them. So, Great story. Uh, read 18 and 19 there. Okay. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who was going before the host of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them. All right, you remember the story in in Exodus where... The pillar of cloud was mm-hmm. over the tabernacle by day and the pillar of fire by night. Yep. And whenever it was time for them to move, it got up and, it, went, it in front. Got up and went. And it was, this is instead of Malaak Yahweh, this is Malaak Ha Elohim, the angel of God. Yeah. It's not an angel of God. It's the, the. angel of God. Okay. And <clears throat> when we go to... Um, Exodus 23, Exodus 23, and let's look down here at verse 20 and 21, if you would, please. It says, Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you on your way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Pay careful attention to him and obey his voice. Do not rebel against him, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. My name. See, the name of God is the I am. It's the Yahweh. Yeah. And here he says, my name is in him. And he's sending a messenger. Yes, but he says... He says that he will not forgive your transgression. In the Bible, the only person that can forgive transgressions yeah. is God. See? And he, he says, a, my name is in him. Do we have a different name for this angel being in the New Testament, maybe? Yes. <laughs> if, if, if you'll go to John 17. Okay. John 17. Now, again, this is not any time you see an angel in the Old Testament, this is not who we're talking about. Right. This is not like the angel Gabriel is the same guy right. we're talking or about. Right, or an here. angel came. It's yeah. not like that. But okay. when it says Malaak Yahweh, the yeah. angel of the Lord, okay. and gives an article, the angel, that's this different. This is so, a specific way that it was being designated in the old Hebrew text. That's right. So okay. if you come to John 17, and this mm-hmm. is a little tricky because some of you folks that are watching this out there, especially if you have a, a uh, some versions that don't translate as literally, you might not get this. But if you go down to... Um, John 17 and verse, um, let's see here, verse 11, okay. I need my other Bible, but I think this is right, go ahead. Alright, verse 11, uh, and I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. All right. Now, the New International kind of blows that because it says, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name. That's not what the Greek text says. Hmm. The, the, the Greek text literally says, keep them, the apostles, in your name, mm-hmm. the name you have given me. Mm-hmm. So God has gi- given Christ his name. 
So the name of Yahweh is in Jesus, in Christ. Yeah. Well, in the Old Testament, it says, my name is it's, in him. Yeah. See, And he will not forgive your sins if you rebel against him. Mm. But we see Jesus, that Yahweh's name was in him. He was both God and man. Yeah. He comes and he forgives the paralytic in in uh, uh, Mark 2. And mm-hmm. who can forgive sins but God only? Well, that's true. Jesus yeah. was God. He forgives the sinful woman in Luke mm. 7. And they say, this is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God? Yeah. But Jesus says, I have given these apostles your name, the name that you gave me. And he says, I've revealed to them your name, the name that you gave me. He's revealed the character of God to them. Uh, Same, uh, if you go down to John 17, verse, uh, is it um, 12? Let's see. That was the one. Yeah, here we go. Uh, While I was with them, I kept them in your name. Which you have given me, I have guarded them. Now, here's here's where people will misread this. Mm-hmm. I have kept them in your name, which you have given me. Some people will take the which to refer to the apostles. In other words, those that are oh, that you have yeah. given me, keep them in your name. No, he says, I have kept them in your name, the name which you have given you me. Have mm-hmm. given me. God's name is Yahweh. Yeah. All right. So. This is a deep subject, and there are other passages in Scripture where this, in in the Old Testament Scripture, where either Malaak Yahweh or Malaak Ha Elohim, the angel of the Lord or the angel of God is spoken of. Hmm. But it seems clear that there was an equivalency between God and the messenger of God. And it seems to me best to see that this angel of the Lord in the Old Testament was one of the persons of the Godhead. Mm. I was about to say, so does the Spirit of God, does God's Holy Spirit play into all of that as well? Or is that something... Well, maybe so, but it's more closely identified in the New Testament with Christ. Mm. Because of the I am and the forgiveness and the things like that. Yes, and if you go to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 10... Okay. Uh, Paul was talking about um, Christ in the wilderness with the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, read there down through about verse 4, 1 through 4. Okay. Uh, I want you to know, brothers, that your fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them. And the rock was Christ. There you go. So Christ was with them in Hmm. the wilderness. And that makes perfect sense in Exodus 23 where he says, don't rebel against him. He won't forgive you. My name is in him. Yeah. See? So, uh, and then a little bit later there in that same text, he says, what is it? Verse um, seven or eight, somewhere down there. He said, neither let us tempt Christ as some of them did. Which verse is that? Uh, verse nine. Verse nine. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by the serpents. All right. So, in you know, in that passage of about the serpents that bit him, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Numbers, 
they they were testing Christ because Christ was with them in the desert. See, so hmm. so <clears throat> this this leads us me. It leads me, and it may not be you, but it it leads me to see that this particular messenger of Yahweh or okay. messenger of God, the yeah. messenger of God, is the pre-existent Christ in the Old Testament. So, in a sense, going back to the original question, were they all the same, or was there a host of beings in the flood? No, there was only there was it's, only one being in there. Yeah, it's the one being, but he has different ways of talking about him. Yeah, yeah. It gets back to all those discussions we've had about the about Godhead, the Trinity, the Trinity yes. and how yes. clear it is, yet really hard to define in our yeah. terminology. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully that helped and maybe gives you a few new words to play with, if nothing else. Uh, and it, it's interesting that, that the word malaak, for yeah. messenger or angel, I mentioned earlier that it's sometimes used of human messengers as well as divine. It is the word used for angel all the way through the Old Testament. Right. <clears throat> but if you go to Malachi, yeah, chapter 3. Malachi, I'm assuming? Malachi. The okay. word Malachi literally huh. means a my... Messenger. Huh. And if you go to Malachi 3, okay. verse 1, it specifically mentions my messenger. Uh-huh. What does it say there? It says, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way for me, uh, way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. All right, so... In the New Testament, that messenger of Malachi 3.1 is defined as John the Baptist that would prepare the way before the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. So there, Malachi was a human messenger that was to come. And it raises the question, is the book of Malachi, is that really identifying the author of the book? (laughs) Or is it talking about God's messenger that was going to come. So you could say that Malachi, if, uh, the prophet, was a messenger of God. And then there wouldn't be any prophets for many, many years. But after that time of no prophets, God was going to send his messenger, messenger, John the Baptist, to prepare the way before the Lord. So I know we're getting into deep weeds I was going to there, say, I've never thought of that before in my life. Well, you're just a child. There's no reason why you should. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> But now I am. Now I'm going to be like, oh, I need to read this book again with a yeah. new line. Here we go. All right. So thanks for whoever sent that question in. It's always interesting to yeah. go through these things. And hopefully it helps you to grow in your spiritual walk. So thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing these videos. And keep those questions coming. We'll see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.